I'm a white lady in a big hat. White lady in a big hat. Hello, my name is Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood, your favorite thing to do on a Tuesday or whenever the shit is playing for you. Hello and happy everything to you. What an insane week. Yes, I have a large hat on and I have a lot of jewelry on. Perhaps it's a bit of protection. Let me just say, the energy is major this week. Let me start off by telling you something that I can relate to that I've actually had happen to me. Let's talk sextortion. Sextortion. Have you read about it? It is when somebody makes up a fake profile, seduces you on your profile to think that they are also very much like your age into what you're into and then they get you and your trust and they get you to send them a little photo that might be a little risque or they tap into your online porn cookies cookie and they threaten to send said photos and said porn to all your friends and family and contacts. Now, sextortion. They came up with a name for it because it's been so heavily uh, happening, heavily happening. It's been so prevalent in the online, uh, especially with younger people, like teenagers are getting, it's, it's almost like a catfish, but then it's a blackmail. So it's a catfish blackmail situation thumb ring, big hat. How white can you get? Anyways, uh, sextortion. So it happened recently to a young guy who was like 17. I think he was 17. And he, uh, he believed that this person on the other side was someone who was interested in him sexually. So he sent a couple of photos. Um, then the person on the other side completely pulled like a 180, 360, 970. I didn't, I failed a lot through school, but you know what I mean? Turned the other way, shifted a whole other cheek and said, Hey, I'm going to send these photographs to all your friends and all your contacts and your family. If you don't pay me $5,000. $5,000. And this is like a 17-year-old kid who is uh, thinking that he's on the internet flirting with another 17-year-old kid and sending dick pics. But apparently it's older people. Well, it, you know what? We're, who knows how old they are? They, I don't think anyone knows the age of the people that are sextorting these younger kids. But here's where I come in. You know how I love to personalize this kind of shit. And I have had this happen to me. Have you? Have you had the threatening email yet? It's a scam out there, and I think a lot of people have had it. I think a lot of people don't want to talk about it because it is embarrassing. And fucking this poor boy, he knocked himself off after this shit came out. Yeah, he he was so ashamed of the pictures, of the interaction, of having of getting blackmailed and having to give this person his money that he fucking offed himself. Yeah. That, okay, the amount of shame, you know how I hate shame around sex. This is what I'm talking about. 
this kind of shame around sex, sexuality, what your sexual preferences are, how you behave during sex, all that stuff. It's all, we're do. it's, we're preaching this puritanical, hypocritical bullshit and our kids are suffering from it. You know, banning books, all this shit we're doing. Don't say gay, no abortion. <clears throat> These poor children. Anyway, let's shift it onto my shit. Okay. Just Wood has had this happen. You think pe- people don't want to try to extort Just Wood, even though she has no money at all, but not for long. Uh, so you got to speak it. You got to speak it to the universe, y'all. If you're not speaking to the universe that you're going to get a bunches of bunches of money and bunches of loves, I don't know what you're speaking to that universe. You got to speak some good shit because you speak the good shit. The good shit comes. It's, it's, listen, I didn't, I didn't make up the universe and the energy and the way you're rewarded when you have good energy, but it fucking happens. So anyway, sextortion, that's what we're talking about. Well, somebody tried to sextort me. You Okay, here was his email, ready? His email had come to me and it was like, I have seen what you like Oh, your porn history. It's very intense. Oh, you're so you're so nasty. I like your style, lady. All this shit. Trying to like, I don't even know. What are you trying to do you want to do a porn with me or are you trying to extort some money off me from my sex shit? Well, he he went on, and I know it was a he. Trust. So he went on and he said, Listen, I have all of the video of you whacking it hard and whacking it good to yourself. And I was like, You do? Oh my God. I was not scared at all. I was like, I want to see it. And he went on to say, If you don't pay me 5000 again, I think it's just $5,000 is like the main, is uh, all they really want is like $5,000. Who got $5,000? Let me get $5,000. So he's like, Hey, Give me $5,000 and I won't release this to all your friends and family and contacts. You whacking it to whatever you whack it to. And I'm like, bitch, release it. I need that kind of promotional situation. I need the kind of boom zap, booyaka choke that people will say, Ooh, who's this bitch getting her flick on to the, I don't know. I mean, shit, you know me, I flick it to same sex shit. I love a same sex sex scene. Oprah, I love a same sex sex scene. I do. Because why? It seems gentler. Do I like to get fucked by a big dick? Yes. But do I like to see a girl get fucking jackhammered by a big dick? No. It's just, I don't know. But I love to see a lady go down on a lady. It's beautiful. Soft, gentle, lovely. I mean, sometimes these bitches get like, and I'm not into that either. With those nails. How do they do that? Why do they do? I have a lot of questions. Anyhow, I told this motherfucker wants to sex tort me. I said, no, 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 no. You will not sex tort me, sir. Uh, no, you can release that with my blessing. Do you understand? Release it all with my blessings. And I hope, I pray to just have as much press as these motherfucking Kardashians or whomever's fucking on camera. And I'm, I'm just fucking myself. And a lot of people pay a lot of good money for that. I'm looking at you, OnlyFans. And no, I'm not on there, but thank you for asking. And why would people drop off when I'm talking sex? 
Don't ever look at the numbers. Don't you look at those numbers. You just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. We have to tell that to ourselves. We do. We have to talk to ourselves nicely. I'll say it again. Also, touch yourself nicely. That's what this fool wanted to exploit me for. No, 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 no. You exploit me. I exploit you. I talk about you right now and the scam that you're trying to run throughout the U.S. of A. and also throughout the goddamn world, the U.S. of A. I've never said that in my in my life. Anyway, I would like to say, please, take it from your friend, Jess Wood. Be proud of what you're whacking it to. Be proud of touching yourself. Be proud of your sex and your sexuality. You're not hurting anyone. You're not hurting yourself. Those are, boom, hi. Welcome to healthy fucking self-care sexually with your friend, Jess Wood. I know, I'm constantly talking about how I'm your friend, but I am. So there, I don't care. You can hate on me. Hate on my beautiful hair. Say it's not, (laughs) say I don't look gorgeous when I do. That's a Cat Williams. Anyway, sex torsion. Don't let it happen to you. Be brave. Tell that fool, yeah, release it. I dare you. I dare you. And plus, who's going to be upset when they see it? They're going to be like, ooh, hey now, say now, look at you, go now, go girl, go. And I feel like we need to tell our kids that. And this is my PSA today. You know, I always have a little little public service announcement that I'd like to for the kids. It's for the kids. You know, you gotta protect our kids in a weird way. Not weird. It's very backwards the way they think in this country they're protecting the kids. I mean, we saw what happened last week. I don't even want to talk about that. That's just too sad. And you know, if you don't think that the gun people are in charge of this whole country, I'm sorry. Uh, just go vote. Let's just go vote next week. You know what I mean? We could try. We could try our hardest. I also have history with guns. My mom's boyfriend, when I was growing up, had guns, and he threatened her all the time, and he put them to her face. And, you know, it, the gun shit is like the Me Too shit. Because guns and sex and drugs and anything that is altering you from the moment or the clarity uh, is going to be a situation. So if you have history with guns, you're going to have a different idea about gun violence than some. If you have a history with sex and getting exploited as a kid, you're going to have a different understanding of uh, like the Me Too movement or what you're going to think about. Remember the Me Too movement? Remember when they pretended like they cared for us for a couple of years? (laughs) And now they're just like, shut up. You know what I mean? So uh, for those of you on audio only, I hit myself in the head with the microphone like it were a pee-pee. I do enjoy the pee-pee. I miss the pee-pee, but you know what? When I'm not distracted, guess how much work I'm getting done? (laughs) It's kind of all right speaking of work uh hey florida can we talk for a second can i talk to you florida i feel like in florida it's like first of all i and josh and i josh homer and i who i miss tremendously the ratchet hatchet if you haven't ever heard it go to try to dig up some of those old episodes of the ratchet hatchet because josh and i really did have so much fun and we talked a lot about florida because florida is it you know it's the most fucked up place i mean there is nothing like a florida story there's nothing like the florida man the florida woman there's nothing like florida it was so insane that we actually came up with a, a like a catchphrase and then a hashtag. Oh, Florida, 
Mm-hmm. And if you're from the East Coast, oh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyhow, Florida, Florida. And if you're an old Jew, perhaps you go to Florida to retire. You know, why not? It's very sunny there, and you can have a lot of uh, 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 rest. Um, so here's what's happening in Florida on the Florida coast. And apparently it's been happening for quite some time, but I just read an article. Look, I read the news. Cuties. What do you think? Just because I live in the Southwest, I don't read it. I don't read. Well, you wrote no boo-boos. Anyways, I, sorry to talk to you like a little kitty or doggy, but I love you. I learned this week that the fish are coming up onto Florida's coast. They're, they're getting, they're finding fish with prescription drugs um, in them, on them, around them. <laughs> they are, okay, so here's what I'm, okay, they didn't have a, I mean, they had a picture of like a capturing of a fish, but they didn't have a fish drugged out. This is what I need to see. I need to see like those old cartoons, you know, from the way back whens, when they had all the fishes, like maybe they were under the sea, under the sea, under the sea, but they were under the sea, like the, they were fishes, but they were all movie stars. Do you guys remember this? Okay, this is, I'm going to sound very old, but look, I am. So the fishes were dressed like Groucho Marx. It was like a fish, like, ah, how you doing? And there was like the, oh, the May West fish. May West. Let's talk. Anyway, these fish are not movie stars. They're not, get, the only kind of media attention they're getting is because they're filled with prescription drugs. And that means drugs of all kind. So does this mean that like some fish that were feeling a little shitty are like, hey, you know what, uh, Fred, I have been, Fred, 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 can we talk? And Fred's like, man, what are you on? He's like, I don't know, but I have been getting so much more done under under the sea for all these. And it's like, is that a, uh, are they on, uh, not Advil, but <laughs> Adderall? The fish are on Adderall. The fish are affected. And then what happens when you fry a fish and you give it to an elderly person? And then they're going to be, what, are they going to be very uh, hyper after they have their trout from the uh, infected waters of Florida? So watch yourself. If you go to Florida, don't eat the fish. Uh, I haven't had fish for a very long time here. I Why would I order fish? I'm in the middle of a desert. Do you guys understand what I mean by that? It's really, I see people buy sushi. I'm like, where? From when? From where? And I know you can tell me, oh, they dry ice it, Jess. They, they send it in the ice. I don't give a fuck. You know how far away that shit is? You know how far away the ocean is right now from me? I can, I, I'm dry as a bone here. I'm dry as a bone. I mean, not my virgin air, but my skin, my face, my eyes, my mouth, my, <laughs> my God, it's dry here. And all I can think of is my mom. When my mom lived in California, because she, you know, she grew up in New York and she lived in California. And she, she would say, well, she raised me in California. And she would say to me, uh, oh, God, Jesse, I'm, I'm 17 in California and I'm 72. No, what would she say? I'm 17 in New York and I'm 72 in California. And I'd be like, what do you mean? And she'd say, well, the humidity in New York City keeps you really looking fantastically young and, and uh, shiny. <laughs> A shiny hue. 
And uh, I, I always thought that was pretty funny that she said that. Speaking of New York, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going for a visit in August. I'm coming to you, New York, New York. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I have such love for New York City. I can't. I, I can't even tell you. You know, sometimes you go to city and you think, oh, very overwhelming. I can't stay in this city. It's too overwhelming. It's very... Uh, or you go to other city, maybe too slow. And you say, oh, this city is so slow. I stand around. I don't know why. Just standing around. It's very slow. And then you go to city just right. I feel like the Goldilocks, you know, the Goldilocks from your... Um, bears they have the bears and she goes to the bear's house you know this and she goes maybe this is too hard to call this perfect so i feel like um new york city it's perfect for me my um i miss her this new york and i feel good to go but uh i also really love albuquerque i can't i cannot lie y'all i I love Albuquerque. I love me some Albuquerque. Burke, quirky, burky, whatever you want to call it. I am so fucking jazzed here all the time. <laughs> but it's really like, it's just this weirdly magical place. Now, yes, you could, you could argue with me and say, but Jess, aren't you alone a lot? Sure. Jess, don't you feel like far away from all the city things of course i do but i am taking advantage of this beauty and this uh space and um when i go back to new york it'll be interesting to see how i react to the city where there's no space uh but, <laughs> but i can't wait to see people um because you know in new york you see so many different people. You could see like a Jewish, uh, the Jewish areas, and uh, and uh, we already told you about the Russians. Hey, the Russians are taking over Coney Island. What are you gonna do? I also really, really, really want to get disrespected. Yo, don't disrespect me by looking like a fucking white witch today. Like I want to be disrespected by Nims so badly. You know, Nims, Bing Bong, fuck your life. You know, and he's in Coney Island, and I shall also be in Coney Island. <laughs> I'm very excited. So put out the good juju for your girl and Nims to get hooked up because usually I can make a play for a motherfucker and and this motherfucker says yes because why it's not even about getting it in y'all it's because this right her this some fun this some fun please bing bong this some fun it's that white snow it's that good good snow you know what i'm talking if you know you know hey now say now that's my free money free money anyways on to the next <laughs> on to the next episode uh okay I, I promised you a couple movie reviews and you're gonna get them now is it a new movie no i haven't watched any new movies recently because why because i don't care i know sometimes the people didn't look at me they say oh, jesse maybe you care about the marvel movies about the superhero do you care and i say no i say pooey pooey on the superhero hey don't get mad at me 
it take the actor's jobs. It just make it a big movie. Make it a small movie. Remember the small movie, the independent movie, the small movie, the movie where the people, they make it small and they make it the, the people who don't know you. Maybe they make it famous. Okay. Anyway, I'm here to review three films. And the thing is, they're all the same. And I watched them all this uh, last couple of weeks. And I didn't talk to you about it last week. But I'm reading a, I'm reading a book about screenplays. And in, in this book, he recommends Sidfield, Mr. Sidfield, screenplay. It is, a, uh, it is the Bible. If you would like to write a screenplay, perhaps you would pick up this book and uh, I recommend it. And you know what? When I recommend, I'm like E.F. Hutton. Motherfucker, do you remember? Were you there in the 80s? When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. And that's the thing. It's proven because guess why? When I told y'all motherfuckers that uh, my lovers, you lover motherfucking lovers. When I told y'all to move, when I moved my bed, because I was like, I got to get some love in my life. Move the bed away from the corner. You're going to get some love in your life. Shway that shit up. Fang shway. And I called it fuck shway. Well, guess what? A listener, a lover out there, yeah, I won't say his name to blow up his spot, but he got he got his, and he's like, right after I moved the bed, Jess, so thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, none of these are independent movies, but, I, but they all reminded me of each other, and y'all are going to be like, that isn't reminding of, of whatever, but let me talk. Okay, here we go, babies, all right. Cold Mountain. Okay, I didn't see it when it came out. I was in the streets when it came out. Do you? Are you kidding me? Cold Mountain. It's Jude Law. It's Nicole Kidman. It's Squinchy Eye McGee Zellweger. Now, let me just tell you something. It was all right. It was all right. I get it. I get it. The screenplay was very good. It was very good to study what the screenplay was doing. Oh, first act, second act, third act. You know, you want to pay attention. However, I got issues. Why the fuck we always have like an Australian or an English person doing a cowboy? What is happening? And still to this day, what was that one with the, oh God, the power of the dog. Ooh, I hate, oh God. Let me talk to you about power of the dog just for two seconds because we're on a cowboy movie right now. Again, another man who was a star, he's like, well, I, I'd never watched cowboy uh, movies before. I'd heard of westerns. American westerns were, of course, part of our study in the, uh, over, <laughs> across the river. We had to study the American cowboy. And then, of course, I went to play one. Like, I don't need you to play this. And I know, I'm not even a proud, like, American person. I'm just an actor who wants actors to get the acting <laughs> You want to give us, look, everybody wants to get uptight about who's what and where and when and where you're from and how, what role are you going to play if you're going to play that. I mean, don't give Scarlett Johansson a goddamn Asian lady role. What are you fucking, what are we doing? Any, Marvel or whatever the comic. Anyways, Cold Mountain, fine, fine, sure. But you know what it reminded me of? And this is what tripped me out. This is what tripped me out. You know what it reminded me of? Okay. True romance. True romance. It's the same fucking story. It's the dude and the chick. It's a romance. They're trying to get together. They're trying to live their best life together. But they, there's all these obstacles between them getting their best life together and go. And then, well, I won't ruin Cold Mountain for you. You know, it's it's 15 years old. I don't want to ruin the ending for you. But he, 
Yeah. Anyway, it's a different ending, but true romance. And it's got the narrative, the narration going from the lady. So Patricia Arquette narrates true romance. And Nicole fucking, I've all of a sudden got a weird Southern accent. Kidman is the cold mountain uh, thing. And what was the third one, Jessica? What was the third one that you watched that you thought, oh my God, this is also like it. I'll tell you. Thanks for asking. Well, rest in peace, Mr. Ray Liotta. We all felt that. We all felt that. And you know, what's the most, what What do you think that I thought of the first thing I thought of? Like a lot of us, what well, was Goodfellas, but also then even more detailed than the Goodfellas was, ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. That was, of course, the first and most classic line of a goddamn film. Am I right? I mean, it wasn't the first line. It's after they stab Billy Bats in the... Whew, that's a good movie. But anyway, it reminded me of Cold Mountain and True Romance because in that movie also, Lorraine Bracco, badass, she, all these bitches are badass, she is talking about how when he gives her the gun that's all bloody after he bashes in that guy, the like khaki pants white man who tried to date rape homegirl in the car, and then he bashes his head in with the gun, and, and he gives it, hide this, and she goes, most girls would have gotten, you know, scared or broken up with him, but I was very turned on, and that's what I'm talking about right there. Ooh, that's a sweet spot. Also, Patricia Arquette, when she writes the little note to Christian Slater and says, you're so cool, and then that little narration goes over time. Up. same thing and cold mountain you ad- fight me it's the same shit <laughs> so i'm just finding some similarities and some movies and some fun old movies if you haven't seen true romance or goodfellas my god where you been but if you see you haven't seen cold mountain you know what i would watch it for jack white did you know that jack white is in that shit and uh popper popper you know the dude with the fucking hoodly do the the chubby white dude with the hair and the popper john plopper popper you know mm-hmm. so they're in it playing old cow rugged old cow shittly hoo in the fucking yeah so that was fun that was a fun, but it's a three-hour fucking movie so if you could just fast forward to the boys singing in the woods that would be amazing oh my god singing in the woods so yeah i uh i am very very um uh excited to go to new york uh anyway so let's talk about the writing process just for a sec just for a sec okay let's talk about the writing process because i told you i'm reading a book about screenplays i'm watching these movies to study their screenplay stuff and then i'm i'm writing notes as i read this book i'm writing notes about my own self in hopes that a screenplay will be written. So, anyhow, uh, he uh, says, you know, that all, all drama is conflict, obviously, right? We all, ugh. and <laughs> And that your character, if they don't have some sort of trauma that affected them as a child and is not, you know, coloring who they are now, then you know, you're lost. Like it's character study, right? So study some characters. So like, for instance, for me and you, and you know, you think, huh, what were some of the big things that happened to me as a kid? Now, if we look at uh, the classic Thelma and Louise, which he, uh, the woman was in his class. I'm, I just have to tell you this. It field is a very important man. So, uh, throughout the movie Thelma and Louise, 
uh, Susan Sarandon keeps talking about like Texas. She can't go to Texas and everybody, what happened to you in Texas? And Harvey Keitel you know, is the cop. I know what happened to you in Texas. You know, like all this stuff about Texas, Texas. Well, it was the through line for why she shot the guy and what, you know, it colored her whole character for the whole thing. So here I am reading. It's quiet. It's a nice night. I'm, I'm sitting at home reading. Look at how fucking awesome my life is. So I get to sit home and read because I'm fucking blessed. And I'm reading this book and the fucking guy is like, think of your character. It's me. Uh, Did she or he have any traumas that happened to them between the ages of eight and 18? Well, kids, I broke it. I broke down. Broke. I didn't break it down. I broke this down. Cry, cry, shake, shake. Oh my God. Yeah. Lots, lot of things, like a lot of things. As my old therapist said, you have a garden variety of traumas. I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, Ooh, is that good? And she was like, no. And so, um, writing this, just even the notes in the exercises has been a challenge, but I, I recommend here's what all the things that come up, right? you have to feel like you you have to know that you don't know. So you just write and you go, I don't know. I'm just writing. And then you, you have to be kind to yourself to, you don't have to be practice being kind to yourself after you've created something and you look at it and you're like, it's not enough. And then you go, hang on now. And you can soften the edges and all that, but you just let it be enough. Paint the painting and hang it, write the song and sing it. Write the joke and tell it. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, kids? There's a, a courage that comes with doing things for the first time and not judging ourselves and letting ourselves have that beginner's mind, that understanding that it's not going to be perfect. It may not even be the best after I'm on episode 246. <laughs> Do you understand what's happening right now? And I still have so much judgment around this uh, show. And, and yet I show up every week for myself and for my loves out there. And I love it. Then I love it. And it's important that we have, I think this is what it feels like, important to have some sort of challenge in your life, even if it's a weekly, monthly, every few months, just a little challenge, a little goal that you could meet. And you go, hey, check me out. Shit, this is weird. I don't usually feel like this. I usually feel kind of scared and upset. And this is making me feel better. So even though it's hard to get there or it's hard to write it down or it's hard to learn the dance or the instrument or the lines, um, it's so worth it. And so Mm, did I have that written down? No, but I love you. And I, because I got so emotional in the writing and yet here I am and I'm feeling like I've crossed into the next piece and that's all we can ask for. I mean, shit, we don't know if we'll be here tomorrow. So you might as well take advantage of today, uh, whatever that means to you, it's, but it doesn't, you know, it's, uh, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt anybody else. That's what I really like to just uh, keep saying. Okay, listen. Hey, it's over. I want to tell you how much I love you, how much I appreciate you. I want to invite you to a couple of shows that are coming up that I'm in here in Albuquerque. Oh my goodness. Wait a second. Okay. This Friday, the 3rd of June, I will be at the Guild Cinema, which is Central Avenue, the little art house theater that does the really great films. And uh, shout out to Keith. He's the dude who runs it. And so come down after Art Walk this Friday. There is the Albuquerque Art Walk. So if you go down to Art Walk, 
go and enjoy it, have the best time, buy a bunch of local shit, and then come up and support the local comics at the Guild. It's a great lineup. We got Chuck Parker, Sean Lubin, um, always Josh Fournier. Oh, my God. He's fucking killing it. And um, Sarah Kennedy, amazing. Sarah Kennedy and her wife, Kelly, their comedy club, the Dry Heat Comedy Club is about to open. We are having a funny fiesta here. That that's our comedy. Uh, that's our comedy fiesta festival. And um, anyway, I'll be this Friday at the Guild, and then next Wednesday, you guys, a week from tomorrow. This is like I I'm dreaming. I'm opening for Tommy Davidson. I know it's really exciting. I'm excited and I'm thrilled and. I deserve it. Ah, look at me practicing being kind to myself. Look at that birdie. Fly, birdie, fly. Anyways, that's what's up. So come to the Guild on Friday if you want to after Art Walk. Come to see me at, with Tommy Davidson and Tara Shakespeare from Arizona. She's amazing. And um, that's at Revel on Wednesday, June 8th. And then there's a bunch more coming up. But those are the two that are very exciting and happening and Listen, it's been insane emotionally, I think, for everyone. So just remember, um, go down that little list of, of self-care. Make sure you have water and snacks and you had some sleep. And if you're really feeling freaky, call a pal. Take a walk. Go put your um, feet in the sand or the grass. And, uh, and just know that I'm here and I love you. And I hope that you all are practicing loving yourselves because you're so worth it. You're the best. Keep doing what you're doing. I hope I see you in our travels. I hope I see you surrounded by your art, your music, your light. And I can't wait. Okay. I'm sending huge love to everybody. I see you. I see all my lovers in there. Okay. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Hi. All right, remember to just be gentle. Okay. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> yes, 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 be gentle. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's a practice. Love you. <laughs>